We reject the ideology of globalism, and we embrace the doctrine of patriotism. Not only will this tax plan pay for itself, but it will pay down debt. There are moral and legal obligation questions that I think we'll have to wrestle with as a society. When we as people go wobbly on the truth, we go wobbly on America. All you have to do is look at the numbers, look at what we've done. And this is only the beginning. Good morning, everyone. You're tuned in to Evidence of Design on 100.9 FM WXIR in Rochester. My name's Jason Taylor, host of Evidence of Design, and I'm joined in WXIR's studios by my good friends and co-hosts, Matt Treadwell and Mary Lawrence. Good morning. It is Saturday, July 31st, 2021. We are really excited to be here live for you in WXIR's studios. If it is Saturday, July 31st for you as well, then hey. It's also for us, so that means, that means we're a live show. We're just figuring out some mic issues here to get Matt on air, but he'll be joining us in a second. My voice must be heard. There you are. Oh, ring, the decibels are ringing through my skull. <laughs> right where I want you, Matt. Before we get started, I just would like to... Uh, extend my congratulations to my two co-hosts. You guys did it. You, you, uh, you. I'm your. Um, want to congratulate you on your early retirement. Um, uh, you both quit your jobs. It's a wonderful thing. It's it's great that we live in a society that no longer uh, subscribes to the barbaric notion that people's value is uh, determined by uh, the labor that they produce. And that we have such a robust welfare state that you guys don't have to worry about any sort of financial difficulties you may face no longer being a part of the workforce. Thanks, Matt. I actually really liked my job, but I'm really excited to go to grad school this fall. Yeah, I don't have health insurance anymore. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in another universe. Uh, so, you know, uh, thanks, Matt. Yeah, Mary and I are now unemployed, but um, so, hey. That's not true. I have a graduate assistantship. That's true. Yeah, Mary, you you have some sort of gig going on. Me, I host a radio show. That's pretty cool. So <laughs> thanks for tuning in to Evidence of Design, everyone. Our show is all about critiquing income and wealth inequality in the United States. We think there's way too much economic inequality out there in society, and we want to do something about it. We don't think the inequality is by accident. We think that our inequality comes from policies created by the government and uh, policies created by businesses and policies created by, well, all forms of municipal decisions. This is a fancy way of saying we have the power to change our society through the better, through collective action. And so we investigate the causes and critique the effects of economic inequality and propose some things that we think should be done about it. Thank you for joining us. This is our 151st episode of Evidence of Design, and we got a great show coming up for you today. We will be talking about Rochester's new Community Power Program, aptly named Rochester Community Power. We'll be talking with two guests from Rocktricity who are working to promote what's going on with this Community Power Plan that's slated to begin this September. The plan would enable you to receive power in the city of Rochester from 100% renewable sources for the next at least two years. That's as long as the contract lasts. And the power will be provided at a fixed rate of 0.058 cents per kilowatt hour. Whoa, getting into math here, folks. Kilowatt hours, I use that all the time. I step on the scale, I don't see pounds, I see kilowatt hours. So we're going to talk about what all that means and break down some of uh, some of the complications going on like how 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 was power provided to your homes 
what effects would community choice aggregation have on our environment and also your bills. We're going to get into that this hour. We're really excited to be joined by two folks from Rocktricity who will be joining us on the phones in just one minute. You can share your thoughts with us, 585-219-8889. Again, 585-219-8889. Have you gotten those letters in the mail about Rochester Community Power? Are you confused about it? Do you have questions? Are you wondering how it would affect your bill? Let us know, 585-219-8889. You can also reach us at Radio EOD on our Facebook and Twitter handles. We will be right back to jump into the interview about Rochester Community Power after a short break. Hang on. Contro Natura by Stereolab. And this is Evidence of Design on 100.9 FM WXIR in Rochester. Let's start talking about Rochester Community Power. The story starts in 2016 when the New York State Public Service Commission gave the green light to municipalities across the state to explore partnering with or creating what's known as a community choice aggregator. This would, in turn, provide power or help provide power to its citizens. CCA's pool power, demand, and bargain with energy providers. Advocates of CCAs, again, community choice aggregators, say that they offer residents lower costs for power, along with ensuring that power comes from more renewable sources. Earlier this year, the city of Rochester unveiled Rochester Community Power, Rochester's first community choice aggregator program. Beginning this September, Rochester residents could begin receiving 100% renewable New York State generated electricity at a fixed rate of 0.058 cents per kilowatt hour. This agreement would last for the next two years. Joining us this hour to talk about Rochester Community Power are two guests from Rocktricity. Rocktricity is partnered with the Community Choice Aggregation Administrator, Jewel Community Power, to help with public outreach and education for community choice programs, such as our very own Rochester Community Power. An outgrowth of the Climate Solutions Accelerator, Rocktricity was formed to help bring community choice aggregation to communities in the Genesee Finger Lakes region of New York State. Rocktricity's four founding partners have been driving the effort to bring CCAs to the greater Rochester area since 2016, and joining us are two of those members. One of them, Melissa Carlson, is on the line. She's one of the four founding partners of Rocktricity. Melissa is a gardener, farmer, architect, and clean energy advocate. She's been an environmentalist ever since she was a child, folding up gift wrap paper to reuse my hero. Life was simpler then, but she still feels a kinship with the resources of the earth and a responsibility to respect and preserve them as best as we can. Melissa, thanks for joining us. You should be on air. Welcome. Try one more time here. Melissa, any luck? All right, we'll work on that in just a second. Let me introduce our other guest here, Shannon Bellamy. She's a recent college graduate, aspiring natural resources engineer, and the first ever Rocktricity employee. That is awesome. Would love to be the first employee of something. As a, as a dedicated environmental advocate, Shannon is excited to help make renewable electricity more accessible to residents across the greater Genesee Finger Lakes region. Shannon, thank you for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Shannon, you're on the line. Melissa, any luck through your end here? Um, I think she's going to try again. Call okay. back in. Wonderful. Melissa, thanks so much. 585-219-8889. Listeners as well, you can share th your thoughts with us. 585-219-8889. As we're helping to get uh, our line cleared here, Shannon, why don't we start with you first? Thanks so much for being here. Really excited to learn about community choice aggregation, Rochester community power. My head is swimming. This is all new to me. Really interesting stuff as I was researching to this. I have way more questions than answers, and hopefully you can help us understand what's going on. So first, I just want to ask you, uh, what is community choice aggregation? Yeah, so that's a really good question. Community Choice Aggregation is a program that was authorized by the New York State Public Service Commission back in 2016 to help municipalities get a little bit more control over the sources of their electricity supply. So what it does is it allows communities to aggregate the buying power of their residents 
in order to bulk purchase electricity to get better rates on what we hope is, a is renewable electricity. So for the city of Rochester, that means that they were able to secure a new electricity supplier that's offering residents 100% renewable electricity at a fixed rate of 5.8 cents per kilowatt hour. So that's brand new to Rochester coming this year. Is that correct? This is kind of the first time that Rochester has or Rochester residents have the option to join into community choice aggregation for their power supply? Yes, correct. It is a brand new program. There are a few other CCA programs popping up around New York, across New York State and specifically here in the greater Rochester area. Um, but it is a brand new program. It is unique from anything that residents have ever seen before, specifically different from other third-party suppliers that they may have had solicit to them in the past. So how would this be different for residents? You know, how, how is Rochester Community Power different from, say, a third-party supplier like uh, RG&E? Yeah, so the only difference is just the source of the electricity. So typically right now, residents, if they haven't selected a third-party supplier, they receive RGE's variable supply rate, which means each day RGE goes out and purchases electricity on their behalf for whatever the market rate is at that time. So they take those rates, they buy them every day, the rate changes, and then they average them for the month, and that's what residents see on their electricity bill when they get their bill. So they have no idea what they're paying for electricity until the bill shows up. Um, so the difference with this and from other third-party suppliers is that the city has already signed a contract with an electricity supplier on the resident's behalf. So this means that no one has to sign any individual contracts. They don't have to take the risk of, of doing all of that research and signing a contract and worrying about being locked into a rate that starts out low and then is significantly increased over time. Um, so there's a little bit more customer and consumer protections built in as this program is overseen by both the city and New York State Public Service Commission. Tell us a little bit about how, like, what is our electricity supply line as it currently stands? You know, we go into our house, we flip a light switch and lights come on. How, how does that work? How, does, how do we get it so that a light switch turns uh, a light bulb on? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think if you're like me and the average consumer, about as much attention we pay to our electricity bill is just when it's due and how much we owe. So most of us don't take the time to sit down and look at our bill and really think about electricity, mostly because it, currently in the state, it's, it's mostly decided for us. Unless we actually go out and buy electricity from a third-party supplier, we don't really need to think about much of that. Um, so what's important to understand is what happens is that um, generators across New York State produce the electricity and then it is put onto the grid, which is managed by RG&E in Rochester. That's the, that's the utility that owns all of the electricity um, distribution in this area. So we do not have a choice over who distributes our electricity. RG&E is a natural monopoly, so we have no choice there. But what we can choose is where that electricity that they're buying comes from. So the generators produce the electricity, put it onto the grid, and then RG&E manages it from there. They allocate all of the electricity, they keep up all of the lines, all of the maintenance, they deal with any outages, they send you your bill, they have all of those billing, billing departments kind of covered. And so with this program, you'll still be with RG&E, you'll still be an RG&E customer, they'll still be responsible for your bill and any maintenance and upkeep, there'll be no service interruption. The only thing that's different is on your RG&E bill, you'll see the name of the new electricity supplier, which in this case is Constellation New Energy, and then that new fixed rate. Um, and so that'll just be under the supply portion of the bill. So it's honestly really a minor change when it comes to what the residents see when they join the program, um, but the impacts are what's considerable. So it actually really helps with supporting renewable electricity generation here in New York State, which is really important when it comes to meeting both the city and the state's progressive clean energy goals. All right, so there's there's quite a bit there. Let's get back into that in just a second and see if we can introduce Melissa Carlson, another guest from Rocktricity. Any luck, Melissa, are you on the air? Try it one more time, Melissa, any luck? 
Uh, clearly something is wrong on our end, Melissa. It's not yours. We apologize about that. We will keep trying to troubleshoot on our end our apologies. Listeners, you should still be able to give us a call in. Maybe we'll end up with the same problem that we're having with Melissa, but let's give it a shot. If you have questions, don't hold back. 585-219-8889. Again, 585-219-8889. You can also reach us, social media, radio, EOD. Shannon, this means that you're under the hot seat for all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> so apologize about the technical difficulties, but thanks so much so far for helping us understand how Rochester Community Power is working, community choice aggregation. You just described for us how, you know, we get it to the point where we walk into a room, flip the light switch, the light bulb turns on. You said that there are electricity, there's, there's power generators. So when we think about where power comes from, there's power plants, there's nuclear power plants, there's, you know, the hydroelectric dams. So various power generators across the state, they, you mentioned, put their power on the electrical grid through which different utility companies sort of access the power from the grid and then transmit it to homes. So utility company you mentioned is uh, the one around Rochester areas, Rochester Gas and Electric, very monopoly you mentioned. We'll, we'll, I have a question about that later on. But through Rochester Gas and Electric, there's transmission lines, there's distribution lines, basically all the things that directly connect power to your home. So there's power generators, there's power utility companies, there's transmission lines, distribution lines, and then your home. I know that Perhaps this is oversimplifying things, but just to kind of give it in a context of who the key players are uh, in the power supply line. So, Melissa, if that or Shannon, if that sounds right to you, um, how would that sort of supply system change with a community choice aggregator? Would there be any, you know, are there any new players involved in that through, say, a program like Rochester Community Power? Yeah, that's a really good question. And so there are a few names that um, recipients of the city's letter that went out near the 4th of July might have seen on the letter. Um, so the new names involved are, of course, the new electricity supplier, which is Constellation New Energy. And they're a third-party supplier that offers different electricity supply offerings for both individual customers and, of course, the city program, which is different from what residents could receive otherwise. Um, but there's also the new CCA administrator, as you mentioned earlier, which is Jewel Community Power or Jewel Assets. They help to manage the program. They're authorized by the state to oversee this program. And all they really do is help advise the city on what electricity supplier to select, what they help the city go out and ask for these program offerings. Um, you know, they have a team of, of lawyers and everything to write up a contract, help the city write up a contract, and then find suppliers that fit that contract. So in this case, the city was looking for 100% renewable electricity that was generated right here in New York State. They were looking for a fixed rate for two years, and they were looking for a program that didn't have any opt-out, in-or-out fees or anything like that. And then another player that you might have heard of is us, Rocktricity, and we are the local program managers. We're right here in Rochester, located here in the South Wedge, and we just help with outreach and education. So that's why we're here right now talking and helping to explain the program, um, just so people understand what this change is. And so if they need help opting out or learning more, they can always call us. But so those are the three new players um, that residents will, will have heard of or notice if they have read the letter or start to think about this new program. Okay, so you mentioned Jewel Community Power, you mentioned Constellation Energy, and you mentioned Rocktricity, three new players involved in this new Rochester Community Power program, right? Yes. You mentioned a letter went out around, you know, early July. Where are we in this process for Rochester Community Power? Give us an update on, you know, if you're if you're a listener out there right now, you're a resident of the city of Rochester, what should folks have already received and what do they need to do if anything to join or withdraw from the program yeah so we sent out what's known as our opt-out letter around the 4th of july and that started the 30-day opt-out period which means that we notified everyone who is eligible which in in rochester is everyone who has an rgne account that does not already have a third-party supplier does not have a block or a freeze on their utility account and is unfortunately not a heap 
recipient as we're unable to serve those those recipients at this time because it is not a guaranteed saving. Um, so everyone except for those three categories of people should have received a letter letting them know that the switch will be upcoming. It's an automatic enrollment process, so that letter was notifying them that unless they took action now or later, they will be enrolled in this program. Um, they can still leave at any time, but we did just pass the end of the opt-out period, which was yesterday. So all this means is that those who have not returned the card that was sent in the letter or opted themselves out online on our website or called us to have us help them opt out, all of the rest of the people will be automatically in this, enrolled in this program, meaning that they'll see that change on their electricity bill in October or their first bill after their September meter read. Um, so even if people miss the opt-out period and are no longer interested in participating, they can still opt-out at any time. It just means that now it's past the opt-out period, they will see that change at least for the first month, as it is about one month delay in change in enrollment. Alternatively, if someone did not receive the letter and for some reason wasn't eligible, say for example they already selected a third-party supplier, then they could simply call us or go online to our website and fill out the simple enrollment change form in order to get enrolled into the program at any time. So throughout the next two years, anyone is still welcome to enter or leave the program at any time. There's no fees. Um, the same rate is still available. Just know that it does. there is about a one-month lag between when they enroll or fill out the form and when they notice those changes on their rg &E account. Shannon, I was wondering if you could talk about why it was decided to have people automatically be enrolled and give them the option to opt out rather than, I guess, the opposite? Yeah. So that's a question that we get a lot. And the explanation is that this was not a decision by the city of Rochester. The New York State Public Service Commission designed this program to be opt out in order to help municipalities access that aggregated um, bulk buying power. So in order to secure a lower rate, the municipality needs to go in with the majority of customers because that's how we get the savings. Um, electricity supply companies, third-party electricity suppliers, spend a decent amount of money on um, customer acquisition. You know, they do a lot of door-to-door, -door, they do a lot of solicitation, phone calls, things like that. So since we are automatically coming in with a large majority of the population, these suppliers are able to offer us a discounted rate which is why this program is affordable and more competitive. So while it is an opt-out program, people can still leave it any time, like I said. Um, and just for reference, too, the, this rate, the 5.8 cents per kilowatt hours, is 15% cheaper than what an individual could access for the same party at the time of the when the city signed the contract. So that means if you as an individual before this program were looking to get 100% renewable electricity for two for a two-year fixed rate with no exit fees, you'd have to be paying 15% more. So it's just using that bulk buying strategy strategy to try to lower the the cost of this electricity for residents. We're talking with Shannon Bellamy. She works for Rocktricity, their first ever employee, and she's a dedicated environmental activist who's working right now to explain to folks, specifically in the city of Rochester and beyond, about Rochester Community Power, Rochester's first community choice aggregation power program. You can share your thoughts with us, 585-219-8889, or at Radio EOD on our social media handles. Thanks for listening to WXIR and 100.9 FM. Shannon, you were just describing about uh, the opt-out period and kind of where, where we are in the timeline. So that one-month opt-out period, it sounds like that has passed. And therefore, if, you, if it's reasonable to assume perhaps, if I'm not overgeneralizing here, that if folks did not opt out, then they will be enrolled in uh, this Rochester Community Power Program effective September 1st perhaps, but you mentioned that the window is still open to change, uh, that you know folks can still opt out, opt out later on if they so desire. You've mentioned about the price. So uh, th this joining Rochester Community Power, meaning not opting out, means that you would have access to 100% renewable, New York State-generated electricity at a rate of 0.058 cents per kilowatt hour. 
you are saying that that would be 15% cheaper than if someone tried to negotiate on their own for that same rate for 100% renewable New York State electricity. Um, help us figure out here, what is a kilowatt hour? How are folks charged for electricity? Break down those numbers for us. Yeah, so the kilowatt hour is just what you, uh, is your, basically your electricity usage. So electricity usage varies from month to month, um, both with the weather and your, your energy usage. So say, for example, it's the middle of summer, really hot, you're cranking your AC, you're going to be paying more for electricity because there is, you're using more. Um, the same is true, or the opposite is true, for example, if you go on vacation for a week and no one's using electricity in your home. So there's, there's average, there's variation in your electricity usage each month regardless of the rate. Um, but how this, this amount is figured is the utility takes your usage and multiplies it by the electricity supply charge. So with RGE, like I mentioned, it's a variable rate. Each month there's a different rate that they are charging people just based on what the electricity rate is on the market at that time. So the electricity market is volatile. It could go up, it could go down from day to day. It's impossible to predict or know what you're going to be paying from day to day with RGE's default supply. Um, this program offers a fixed rate of 5.8 cents per kilowatt hour or $0.058 per kilowatt hour. Um, and so it definitely, it just means that the, that's, that's the new rate on your bill. So currently, if you're trying to, to compare RGE's historic rates and this program's rates, you'd have to look on your bill on page three under the electricity supply portion of your RGE bill. And what you would see right now is a variable supply charge and you would see a the rate that Argini charged you for that month in kilowatt hours, and then you'd see a multiplication sign, and then a um, a rate. So they'd multiply your usage by the rate. It's important to note that if you're wanting to compare rates, you'd also need to add in Argini's merchant function charge, which is something that they charge you each month just for your electricity supply and for for getting that electricity supply purchased on your behalf. So in order to compare the rates, you would need to add RGE's variable supply charge rate and the two merchant function rates for the that are listed on the bill, which is typically for that month and the previous month. So it's not a direct comparison, but it is important to know that the new um, Rochester Community Power Rate is all-inclusive. But so, so that's a little complicated and that requires some math on people's behalf. Um, so what we've done is we've actually calculated RGE's historic rates and compared them to our rate. So for example, in April, our GE's supply rate that they charge people on average across the month was um, 4.11 cents per kilowatt hour. Um, May, their rate was about 6.3 cents per kilowatt hour. And our rate again is 5.8. So in April, Rochester Community Power would have been a little bit more expensive in May residents would have been saving money with the program. So as RGE's rate varies, our program can either save customers a few dollars or be a few dollars more expensive. But overall, the rate is designed to be comparable to RGE's rate. So for those of us who just kind of look at the bill, pay it, and move on with our lives, we most likely wouldn't really see a difference on our, we wouldn't really see a difference because like I said, electricity rates vary month to month either way. Okay, as an astute listener, I uh, noticed that uh, I have been saying this completely wrong. You mentioned that 5.8 cents per kilowatt hour, because my math skills are equivalent to a gerbil, and that's that's being generous. Um, I, I was saying that the, it, I, I was giving the wrong numbers before. So uh, $0.058 per kilowatt hour is the same as 5.8 cents per kilowatt hour. Joining Rochester Community Power, then you'd be at a fixed rate for two years of 100% renewable New York State generated electricity at 5.8 cents per kilowatt hour. And you're saying, Shannon, that, you know, the benefit of that, it's a fixed rate. So unlike perhaps your typical power bill and joining, um, you know, a third party electricity uh, distributor, that uh, the rates are variable by each month. So this would be a fixed rate. And so that means, hey, some months it could be 
more expensive, but also, hey, some months it could be less expensive. The goal, though, I mean, it is not the goal to have a decrease in cost for the average uh, consumer of power? Yeah, so while we can't guarantee savings, we do hope that it becomes and stays competitive and comparable with our genie's rate. Um, like I said, so because the because we received this offer of 5.8 cents per kilowatt hour, that tells us that the electricity suppi suppliers are looking forward to the next two years, and they are betting that that price is going to be really comparable with our genie's rate. So we're expecting our genie's rates to increase over the next few years, specifically as we start to kind of recover from this pandemic and all the, the strange economics that's been happening here lately. Um, but again, like I mentioned, uh, it is 15% cheaper than what an individual could access uh, for the exact same product. So there is a savings in when you compare the direct product. But when you compare it to Argenie's default supply, there is no guaranteed savings, though we hope it's about the same. Gotcha. But a big, uh, you know, in theory, a big benefit of Rochester Community Power is, again, the environmental impact of 100% renewable electricity. Yes, of course. And actually, so even more specifically, those, that electricity will be sourced from almost all small hydroelectric facilities across New York State. So another thing to consider is just where that where your money is going. So right now, residents are paying for RGE's supply, which is varied. So um, it's split into a few different sources, and it's kind of hard to tell because Argenie doesn't necessarily post that publicly, but you can use the EPA's website to estimate where your electricity is being sourced from currently. And that's approximately 35% hydroelectric, 31% nuclear, and then the rest a mix of uh, fossil fuels and then a little bit of wind and solar as well. Um, so currently you are paying for a large percentage of fossil fuels and nuclear generated electricity. With this program, you'd be kind of helping New York State's renewable economy as well as some of those really small hydroelectric facilities who could really use the, um, the money to stay afloat and stay competitive as some of these facilities do get old and require, you know, a lot of money for maintenance and upkeep in order to just stay producing new renewable electricity. All right, a lot of great stuff we're getting into here, talking with Shannon Bellamy, work, uh, who works for Rocktricity, as we delve into what's going on with the Rochester Community Power Program set to begin this September, Rochester's first community choice aggregation power program. We're going to take a short break here on Evidence of Design on 100.9 FM WXIR. Shannon, we're going to try to get your colleague Melissa back on the line through some fancy wizardry that we are figuring out mm -hmm. here. You should see our engineer, Mary. She is standing on the roof holding a giant uh, lightning rod to the sat near Only satellite. Only a kite. Yeah. <laughs> Connected to, to Jeff Bezos' rocket. No. Um, so, hey, yeah. folks, we're going to take a very short break. Hang on as we come back with Shannon and hopefully Melissa as well from Rocktricity. On the Beach by Neil Young. And this is Evidence of Design on 100.9 FM WXIR in Rochester. We're talking this hour with Shannon Bellamy. She works for Rocktricity, one of the stewards of Rochester's new community power program. That's a community choice aggregation system, meaning, hey, we're trying to pool together power demand to supply it to folks in Rochester through a 100% renewable energy, New York State produced at a rate of 5.8 cents per kilowatt hour. That is a mouthful. I need to do my homework on this, but it's been really great to learn about community choice aggregation, different ways of providing power, and how the electricity sort of industry and supply production exists. Uh, so, Shannon, we've gone through a lot this hour. We're also trying to get your colleague, hopefully, fingers crossed, this will be our last attempt to get Melissa online here, not her fault at so, Melissa, I, I do hear you. Thanks so much for being patient throughout all of this. I think Shannon's been doing a pretty good job, though. Uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> pretty good job. Yep. So, Melissa, what? Um, anything else you want to jump in on or clarify from earlier? Thanks so much again, Melissa. You are one of the four founding partners of Rocktricity, and you have been an advocate for environmental stewardship your whole life. Uh, so anything we missed so far throughout the hour? Uh, no, we're really glad that it's going. It's uh some people say the mayor did this, and we say we've been talking to a lot of people in the city, talking to a lot of people around the area for a long time. So it's it's really good to feel like it's come to fruition, 
Uh, I started out pushing my friends to get solar on their roof one at a time. And then, like you said, with the history of CCA, when we got the whole ability to do the whole municipality at a time, I said, yeah, this is the way to go. So CCAs have been in the works since at least 2016 in New York State. Uh, you've been advocating for that locally, it sounds like. Uh, tell us tell us about the history of that advocacy and perhaps how you've seen uh, you know, changes in the environmental power supply over time and, and maybe even talk about the Climate Solutions Accelerator because you're, you're part of that and, and let, remind us what that is. Yes, uh, Climate Solutions Accelerator was Rochester People's Climate Coalition, which started with a bunch of local environmental groups getting on a bus to New York City for that march down there. And then they all came back and said, hey, we can work together. <laughs> and started advocating for regional things in land use, in energy, in uh, transportation, and uh, trying to think of all the different ways that we can advocate for environmental uh, change. And so four of us decided to concentrate on changing the energy once we heard about CCA, how to get renewables online for whole municipalities because that's that's more the scale of change that we know we need we've been saying for a long time this is like a world war ii effort that needs to change the way everything shut down instantly at covid it'd be really nice if we could shut down fossil fuel that fast that's Mm. that's the change that we're trying to make happen so um yeah, Shannon mentioned earlier where some of the power comes from in New York State. Sort of an you know an average here. She mentioned you can look this up through the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency webpage. But around thirty one percent, perhaps locally, from nuclear, thirty four ish percent through hydroelectric, and then a mix of fossil fuels and renewables. So. Uh, when I was researching for the show, I, I was Googling, you know, where does Rochester power come from? And of course, anytime you Google Rochester, you risk uh, coming up with Rochester, I think, Minnesota. Uh, There's a Pennsylvania, yeah. too. Right, and a Pennsylvania. And so it, it just, again, I'm not, <laughs> the extent to which you can uh, have veritable accuracy about uh, a Google search for the top result and five seconds here but googling rochester minnesota googling rochester power i saw a top result came up for rochester minnesota long story short it seemed like 80 percent of their power comes from uh, fossil fuels that's a lot less for new york state can you speak a little bit to sort of our power system in new york state and it seems like overall we're better than other places but as you're saying i think accurately melissa yeah we really got to go a lot further and more aggressive to shut down fossil fuels entirely New York State has its own energy system, NISO, NYISO. Uh, Utility district is uh, the way it thinks it keeps itself together. And so as New York State, most other ISO areas are bigger multi-state things. So uh, you buy from what's local. And we get a lot of power, New York City especially, from Canada and the giant hydro up there so it's it's what's local and any anything that's a draw on the grid is drawing electricity immediately from wherever the nearest supply is so we've got Ganae that's a really big producer and we've got Niagara Falls but most of the municipalities have spoken for Niagara Falls long ago that's how Fairport got into the deal and that's no longer available. So New York State is producing lots of little renewable electrics like the small hydro, and they try and sell it. The system operators have to balance every hour how much power is on the grid, how much power people are taking off, how much power people are putting on, and that's the daily shopping that RG&E has to do. Each utility is buying whatever is around. And so that uh, that EPA estimate is broader. RG&E puts out an estimate saying this is where we got our power from. And last year it was more like 40, 50 percent natural gas, which we can presume our closest source of natural gas is from fracking in Pennsylvania. 
I certainly do not want to be fracking and harming the land in Pennsylvania when I could be supporting our economy and supporting existing power, renewable, clean in New York State. Hmm. Uh, Melissa, I know that Shannon spoke earlier about how all of the um, power that is bought through this contract will come from renewable sources such as hydroelectricity. And a lot of that money will go to providing those places with the money to uh, perform maintenance and upkeep and, and remain competitive. Uh, are there any plans or is it already in, uh, I guess, budgeted in to use some of that money to create further in infrastructure that is renewable? This is part of the big picture economics. We aren't going to change it immediately. We aren't going to use the money to build something brand new, but we are supporting the renewables that are in place. And the more, like any economic supply and demand, the more demand there is, the more other developers are going to say, hey, this might be a good gig to come and build some new renewables in New York State. So we are increasing the demand, thus sending a market signal to developers. This is a good thing to do. Let's build more. So that's in that way, we're using the market. We aren't forcing it top down. Uh, New York State is saying we want to have a clean grid by 2030, by 2040. Mm -hmm. We're in line with that. We're helping it with the market. That's why we go to bid instead of imposing something. Right. So you're talking, there's big picture economics here, large scale trends that are changing, influenced by a variety of factors. Can you speak a little bit, isn't the argument for community choice aggregation that it gives local communities greater say over where their power comes from and how it's used? Is, is, am I right? Is, uh, in, is that part of uh, the purposes of CCAs? Yes. Uh, we've gotten a number of callers that say, I don't want government telling me what to do. But you can look your mayor and your city council in the face and say, I do or don't like this. When RG&E is buying power, it's some state level out there, then you, you have no say over where RG&E gets their power. So the reason for CCA uh, that started decades ago is this is a way to bring more local control to the local community. So... There are other states right now. It's legal. I think CCA is legal only about seven states, and they have tried it just to save money, and they go out to bid and get a few cents cheaper per kilowatt hour, and there's CCAs, a number of them have gone under because it's they, they don't have a, a different goal. They're just going for cheap, and we are pushing the market for renewables. That's our main goal and trying to keep it in a reasonable price range. So that's that's how we're using the market, saying power to the people. It, Like any city law, this was passed with public input and uh, the city council meetings. So that's part of every town, every village has to pass the law. The way this is set up, the smallest unit of government is the one that has to pass the law. So, for example, Pittsford Village is inside Pittsford Town. The town passed the law. The village also had to pass their own law. So that's that's the way of bringing this choice locally. It still remains a choice. We've had many callers that say, I don't want to do this, and for varieties of reasons. Uh, so it, it comes down to an individual choice, too. Hmm. So for either Shannon, I believe you're still on the line here too, or Melissa, what happens after this two-year process? Because you know we're right now, Rochester Community Power is just starting in September, but I believe it's for a two-year contract. So what happens after those two years? Yeah, so I can answer that. What will happen is at the end of the two years, this electricity supply contract runs out. And so our partner, Jewel Community Power, will help the city request another competitive bid from electricity suppliers. So we'll go in again with the number of customers that we expect to have participating in this program, and then we'll ask for offers from electricity suppliers who can meet the requirements that the city sets. 
hopefully it'll still be 100% renewable fixed rate for two years, um, but the city will decide that at that time. Uh, but then once we receive a new offer, if it's a good offer, the city will accept it. And then we would move out with another opt-out period. Um, so everyone who's eligible for the new program will receive another letter in the mail telling them of the new supplier and the new rate and any of the new program offerings, if there's anything unique with the offerings that we receive. And then we'll move forward with another two-year program. Um, so it's our expectation that this program will, will stay around in the city. The only thing that will change is the rate. And of course, as Melissa said, as we drive the renewable market, we are really hoping to have more affordable renewable electricity. So hopefully the rate will actually go down. Um, but Regardless, everyone will be notified when that change happens, and there'll be no there'll be no disruption of service or anything like that. If the city was not to accept a bid, um, then everyone would be returned to RG&E supply until the city could find another good competitive bid. So it just it just repeats, and the reason that it's a two-year cycle like that is just that's the best window for the best time. We could also do one-year contracts, but. Those are, it's just kind of a lot of work to switch everyone one year. And we could also do three year, but with that, the price range gets a little iffy because suppliers are looking more forward into the market and it's a little less secure for them. So you typically get higher rates. So we've talked a lot this hour. There's community choice aggregation, there's Rochester Community Power, there's Rocktricity, there's Jewel, there's Constellation Energy. I don't mean to belittle these terms by just sort of listing them, but now, Shannon, Melissa, where can folks go to learn more about Rochester Community Power and maybe give examples of, you know, if, you're inter- if, you, if you have this question, maybe check out this place. Where do you recommend folks go if they're curious and learning more? Yeah, so we have a variety of sources that people can look to. Um, first, I would recommend Rochester our website, which is www.rochestercommunitypower.com. That's where you can find all of the general information about the program, as well as an FAQ sheet, um, an events tab where you can see any live public information sessions that we're holding, um, as well as the enrollment change form. So if, if someone was interested in, they could change their own enrollment right there on that website. Additionally, we also have Facebook and Instagram pages, Rochester Community Power, both of them, um, and that's where we post any community updates, any notifications of live meetings, anything like that. They can also reach out to us individually with questions or concerns or um, opt-out or opt-in requests, and they can do that by emailing us at info at rochestercommunitypower.com or by calling us at 585-244-0244. We're available Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. to help answer any calls or questions or requests that anyone might have. And one place you mentioned again, Rochester Community Power. Dot com. It sounds like you've already been getting some calls. So, you know, hopefully this jumps off to a great starting point for folks this September where unless you've opted out, you'll be getting 100% renewable New York State generated electricity at a fixed rate of two years at 5.8 cents per kilowatt hour through Rochester Community Power. Again, rochestercommunitypower.com. Melissa and Shannon, I want to thank you both so much for joining us this hour on Evidence of Design on 100.9 FM WXIR. Melissa is one of the four founding partners of Rocktricity. She's a gardener, farmer, architect, and clean energy advocate and has a ton of patience abiding with our technical issues. We're just bringing Mary down from the roof now, holding up that, uh, that giant lightning rod. Shannon also, she is a recent college grad, congratulations Shannon, and an aspiring natural resources engineer and the first ever Rocktricity employee who is also really passionate about the environment. Melissa and Shannon, thank you both so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. All right, take care. Mary, speaking of you coming down from that roof, thanks so much. You're back safe. Uh, We're all OSHA compliant here with our safety standards. This is your last show on Evidence of Design. It is, and uh, certainly going out with a bang. I luckily missed some lightning strikes out there. (laughs) Just kidding. There's no lightning. Just trying to increase power supply to Rochester. There's the pun. (laughs) I was thinking all hour about what what a power pun I could do. Was that a pun? I don't know. It's, you know, power adjacent. Mary, you're you're moving on to uh, doing some schoolwork yourself. You've been with us. You started out as a guest, in fact, talking with us 
uh, years ago at this point. Almost three years ago. Almost exactly three years ago, actually. It was about mid-August. Talking with us about uh, media literacy. That's right. And you've done a lot of work for WXIR and also our news program, Reclaim the Narrative. So, hey, listeners, uh, Mary Mary is no longer employed. I'm no longer employed. We're looking for a job. And also... I'm not looking for a job. All right. I've sp- I'm projecting. <laughs> but also, we're looking for a new sound engineer. So if anyone's interested <laughs> in supporting evidence of design... Follow us on social media, Radio EOD. That's our Facebook and Twitter handles, Radio EOD. Mary, thanks so much for being behind the scenes and also on the mic for the past couple years, ever since, you know, past uh, 120 episodes. Thanks so much for letting me stick around after those first two guest appearances. (laughs) (laughs) What's uh, what's your favorite memory? Um, Might be one of the times that you weren't available and I had to host by myself that was definitely a, a challenge, but I'm going to miss being in the studio with you two and um, just chatting around the mic. Mm. That's so sweet. Matt, she included you in that too. I am the third in this relationship. <laughs> That's so sweet. My favorite shows where Matt's not here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to say when Matt's not here. Um, Mary, those shows that you hosted yourself, I think most listeners on them out of all these shows. So it says something to uh, says something about how I operate this ship here, but... Thanks a lot, Mary. This ship's got to set sail, though. Thanks so much for everyone tuning in this hour to Evidence of Design on 100.9 FM WXIR in Rochester. Thanks so much for Melissa Carlson and Shannon Bellamy for joining us to talk about Rochester Community Power, Rochester's new community choice aggregation power program starting this September. It was an opt-out program, so if you didn't opt out for the most part, then you're probably enrolled. But again, rochestercommunitypower.com to learn more, rochestercommunitypower.com to learn more. Thanks so much, Shannon and Melissa from Rocktricity. You can always find our past episodes on YouTube by searching for the Evidence of Design YouTube channel. We're also, again, social media at Radio EOD. Big thanks to WXIR for providing this platform for grassroots community media. Really important stuff that you don't see all too often anymore. I was your host, Jason Taylor. Joined in the studios by my good friend and co-host Matt Treadwell. So long. And for the last time, at least for now, Mary Lawrence. It's been real, guys. I'll miss you. Until next time, be well, be safe, take care, and bye-bye.